Hello and welcome to the newest episode of the Why Am I Here podcast with me, your host, Sonny. And be sure you're locked in on all the socials so you can know when episodes are coming out and stay up to date on trailers, opinions, and most certainly the current ongoing writers and actors strike. You can find all socials at the why am i here podcast.com website if you'd like to support the podcast subscriptions will be coming soon with more exclusive content but enough of the shilling it's time to grill up grills and not because it's the summer baby it's the bear Yes, Jeff. Yes, Thank you. Yes, Jeff. Marcus, if you're still fucking with those donuts right now, I'm going to fuck your day up. You hear me? The Bear Season 2 Review Podcast. Does it live up to the first season, or does it become ass? Let's talk about it. First off, I'm going to give the spoiler-free thoughts of the season um my overall thoughts on the season was that it's good it started off um a little slow they also went longer for um the episodes both time and the amount of episodes in the season i was shocked when uh i think it was the mid season episode was like 90 minutes long and I was so confused because I tried to binge the rest of it in one night and just got stuck like holy shit and then that episode was extremely heavy but I'm not gonna talk directly about the episodes yet my thoughts are is that the season was really good and arguably better than the first season I know other people may not consider that, but I feel like the first season was definitely primarily setting up the characters and really getting the viewers into that anxiety-riddled mindset of Carmen Berzato and just running a restaurant and being in the hospitality industry. But at the same time, some people didn't like that. I saw... Uh, Actually, before I started recording, uh, Dave Portnoy uh, reaction to the bear. He's out on the bear. For those who care or give a fuck, me personally, the reasons he provided were just nonsensical. Unless you're looking for like a dumb comedy with zero to no character development. He argued that uh, the bear was slow, which I don't really think it is, especially with most of the episodes being 30 minutes long. And with the first season, it's only eight episodes, so it's not even, not really that big of a commitment. So I don't know why he was tripping on that. But he said, like, it's a Rotten Tomatoes TV show for critics. And not necessarily the viewers, which doesn't make any sense because I feel like The Bear is like the most realistically written shows I've seen in quite some time, especially with 
development into like family and family trauma it's it definitely goes into a lot of different topics for sure and not just like running a restaurant it's deeper than that and i guess not everyone's looking to think when they watch a show like yeah it may be slow but it's building to something so the point of a show like that is that it capitalizes on its climax which i think the bear does in both season one and season two but looking at the rotten tomatoes score right now we got the bear season one sitting at a okay this is new 100 percent critically reviewed show certified fresh 92 percent audience score which is really good for a show usually the critic and audience scores like never line up on rotten tomatoes unless you get like a solid show like this so it's it's good to see that I know there's a lot of animosity for critics, but I don't I don't get it. Don't get it. We're just trying to help you guys out, figure out what's good in the hood, you know? But that's The Bear Season 1. Let's check out Season 2, Rotten Tomatoes. We do get a tiny dip, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, 98%... Uh, critic reviews on like 10 less reviews uh, for critic wise still a certified fresh tv show this time the audience score is down to a 90 percent which is good because it's weird thinking about rotten tomatoes and how we use it as a metric of gauging um, whether or not a film or television show is good where rarely, very rarely, do critic and audience scores line up. Now, this doesn't mean who's right or wrong. It's all a matter of preference, for sure. But I guess normal uh, normal people watching shows or television look for different things. Not necessarily something that'll make you smarter, I hate to say. Not to say that... People are dumb, but, you know, <laughs> people can definitely uh, <laughs> lean a certain way. And it might be right or left. You never know. But final thoughts on spoiler-free section of The Bear Season 2. It definitely capitalizes on the success of the first season and even ups the ante on the acting quality, especially when they get marvelous talents, like Oscar award-winning talents in the show. And people are really looking to be on The Bear, seeing interviews with um, Jennifer Coolidge and the, the actor of Carmen Berzado, Jeremy Allen White, who was honestly coming to his own as a phenomenal dramatic actor. It's weird we don't really see him in film, primarily in television. He's a great character actor in television. So I would definitely love to see Jeremy in more films, for sure. 
Absolutely. But the bear season two. Excellent. I consider it a certified fresh. If I were to rate it out of a hundred, I'd say ninety-four percent. Ninety-four percent on season two. Not even like a bias on my part. I just think the bear is written in a way that is engaging to its viewers, even though Dave Portnoy might not think so. But hey, let's get into some spoiler talk. So if you have not seen Season 2 of The Bear, I am about to spoil it. Pretty much episode by episode, but primarily breaking up into halves, first and second half. First half of Season 2 was definitely um, the training arc era for those who are uh anime watchers know what i mean by that basically everyone is preparing to uh level themselves up in order to open up the bear a restaurant that sydney and carmen are trying to uh establish and with that comes new anxieties more 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 anxieties related to money and well not really related to money because they have their um uncle jimmy to lean on who was great this season excellent actor funny actor uh believe his name is oliver platt he was also great in season one i will say but starting off we have a timetable of what needs to get done in order for the restaurant to be open. And boy, is there literally no time to waste. They're trying to remodel, get all the certifications they need. All the inspections need to be done before they can open up. And actually start generating money because they're literally operating at a loss until the restaurant opens up. Which is, I know it's probably normal in the restaurant business, but holy shit, that's insanely stressful. Like, I can't even imagine, like, you have to get this, this, this done by certain dates or else you're losing millions of dollars. And the lot that you've promised to Uncle Jimmy is just, as collateral, is just not even adding up to the actual cost of everything. So the entire season, like last season, they're operating at a loss. But at least last season, they could actually sell food. But this is when, in the this uh, beginning half of the season, we have all the characters kind of branching off and doing their own thing. Some of them go to culinary school. Uh, Marcus actually goes to, I want to say Copenhagen, but he goes to Europe to uh, study uh, pastries. Pastries? Is that bake baking? I don't know. I don't, I can't think of the like actual word for it. But uh, Marcus goes off to do that. This is actually where we get a Will Poulter cameo this season. 
uh, is Chef Luca. Chef in um, in Europe that Marcus is studying under. Wow, this was actually directed by Rami Youssef, one of the uh, producers of the show, and also uh, the creator and showrunner of Rami, the show on Hulu, I believe. I haven't watched it, but for most of the stuff I've seen Rami, and he's pretty pretty good. And I was honestly surprised by his directing talents for being such a young person. Only in his like early 30s, I think he's 31, 30, 32, something around there. But he's good. That was a great episode. We really get some backstory into Marcus, his relationship with his mother, who is currently ill with, I think it was cancer. I don't quite remember what she was ill with, but we get a lot of, a lot of backstory into Marcus, as well as Sydney. Like, we didn't I believe we did not know her mother was uh, gone, passed away when she was uh, at an early age. But we do get that. We get some time with uh, Sydney and her father as she's trying to uh, find culinary inspiration. And while this is going on, everything at the restaurant. It's just going wrong. The renovations are just getting off track and everything. While Carmen is um, finding an old flame in Molly, who becomes his girlfriend. She's a, she's a nurse, nurse practitioner. She works in hospitals cleaning up wounds and doing doctor things. She's very smart, went to med school, very beautiful. When they first interact in that that supermarket, was very interesting. You could see how standoffish um, Carmen is as a person to her, who's just like, oh, like, I remember you. We, we, were, we used to hang out all the time. We were friends. I literally know everyone you know. But he was kind of, like, weird about it because he's in love with her. So we have a, like... B plot of Carmen falling in love. I'll mark it as C is everyone else doing their own thing. And also storyline of Sydney just not knowing like if this is even it. Because Carmen, due to his relationship with Molly, is becoming more and more unreliable than we've ever really seen before. This is when we get a flashback in episode six, and this is a this was a ninety minute episode, a great fucking episode, honestly. Stacked full of phenomenal actors. Let me tell you, we have a flashback of um, a family dinner where Carmen's mom. Played by uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. is trying to cook for the entire family. Seven fishes. Still, they have said the, the meaning behind the seven fishes. Still, I have no idea what the seven fishes is all about. But they do that. And at the family dinner, we get like a 
Bob Odenkirk, John Mulaney, Sarah Paulson, Gillian Jacobs. Like, it was wild seeing all these phenomenal actors just popping up in the bear for this phenomenal episode about the the entire like family dynamic of the Bears autos. Not to mention John Bernthal returning as Michael in that episode as well. It was it was a great episode. Really in a show that doesn't really peer much into um a character's past. This is definitely um a show don't tell type of storytelling show. But they actually told you in this episode like how it was. And you could see like Sarah Paulson's character, cousin Michelle, going up to uh Carmen like I have a pay- place for you in New York. Come live with me. You have to get out of this toxic environment. It is not good for you. And this is because she knows Carmen has went off to become a cook and has been studying hard, but it just speaks to those uh, family dynamics of needing to be with family, even when it might not be the best thing for you to do. So hats off to that episode. It was such a phenomenal episode. I said it was 90 minutes long. That episode was 60 minutes long. I'm, I'm a capper. What can I say? We also get the episode where Richie finds his purpose in forks, in staging forks. Oh my god, this man's just cleaning forks in the best restaurant in the world. And he just learned... It's it's so crazy because no one... I think other people have done it before, but like... They pull Richie aside and like... Richie has been shit on since season one... Everyone thinks he's stupid, and and the entire first part of the season, Richie's like, I don't, I everyone else is like good at things, and I'm not good at anything, which speaks to like a lot of people's insecurities about their own lives. So it gets into that, and this episode just goes on, and like um, one of the chefs, he's like working under at this restaurant is like, yeah, I can tell you're like not into this as much as I am. It's just a matter of respect and respecting like me doing this and respecting the overall environment of like cooking and being on point Super Bowl every day. They say every night people come to eat at their restaurant. We also get a cameo from Oscar-winning actress Olivia Coleman as the the chef of the restaurant, Chef Terry. And in this episode, we find out um, Richie's ex-wife is getting married. So after that, he kind of like... His character shifts. I wouldn't say he gets like depressed or sad like you can tell he's sad of course because that was the person he fell in love with and had a kid with but it just changes into a more like 
all in type of person. He's all in on opening this restaurant. And he learns a lot of skills being at this restaurant, like um, being the maestro of the kitchen, keeping everyone at a certain pace in order to get uh, dishes out. So that was really great. And an excellent use of Taylor Swift's best song. Only good song, in my opinion. Not a Swifty, so don't hate me, Swifters. And as we get to the end of the show, we just... Sydney is still iffy on what Carmen's even doing and getting noticeably angry at Carmen barely being there. And we get a very nice talk between Sydney and Carmen about Carmen owning up to like his mistakes and him not being there as they go into opening this new restaurant, The Bear. Which brings us to the final episode of the season, The Bear. <laughs> final episode of the season is The Bear. This is the family and friends night where everything's all right, kind of. Like, it's hard to tell when things are going well in the restaurant because everyone's so anxious, like, all the time. Like, literally all the time. But they pull it off. They have a great, a great uh, night. Richie really steps up and just... He's he's he wears suits now. He's that guy. It's like armor, he says. Wearing a suit of armor into the hospitality battle. But in in the chaos of all of this, Carmen kind of realized like I haven't really been here even though I was supposed to be and I'm pretty much let everyone down. This happens because he gets locked in the walk-in refrigerator because he forgot to uh, call the refrigerator guy. And he has a moment at the end where he's kind of just talking through his emotions and Molly kind of overhears him. Overhears him say, like, oh, like I just don't want to like, waste my time. And I... I mean, from what he said, like, I don't, I don't think what he said was bad, but she kind of overheard it, and it did sound like he didn't want to be with her and was going to break up with her. But I, I don't know. It was that that uh, that scene was kind of weird, in my opinion, because it's Molly's character doesn't really give Carmen the benefit of the doubt of being locked in a refrigerator on his, like, opening night, quote-unquote opening night for his new restaurant. So he was literally locked in a refrigerator for, like, a tenth of the episode. So he barely even did anything in the episode. But it brings into... um. Brings into view that, like, everyone else around him, even when Carmen's fucking up, is, like, picking up the slack and are good. And Carmen is making these people better. He's just making them better. But Carmen and Richie have a blow-up 
and Carmen talks crazy to Richie, and Richie's like, "All right, dude, like, I get it. You're you're really acting just like your mother, who was who was <laughs> insane in the the family meal episode, episode six. But all in all, amazing, amazing season two. Usually there's a drop-off on shows going into their second season, the sophomore slump. I gotta say, there wasn't much of a slump in my opinion. In fact, I thought season two was better. So thank you for listening. Uh, be sure to follow me on so all so. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow me on all socials and stay up to date. Find the socials on why I'm here podcast.com. Uh, I'm on threads as well. I forgot to mention that. So check me out on threads. Gotta add that to the website and I will, but thank you for listening. Uh, be on the lookout for more future content uh, and subscripted content, as I mentioned previously. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you may be. Good day.